Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Occasionally, as your mayor of PHNX, this is my vice mayor and your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. We have breaking news, breaking Derek. Breaking news. Breaking news. Kinda. Breaking, not... breaking mystery news? Yeah, I guess they didn't actually mention Zach Davies by name. But uh, when the some... Diamondbacks name their Saturday starter as TBA, I think it's pretty clear what Spoiler alert, about. Jesse. We'll get to that in a second. You got to let the people get in here first. You got to tantalize them a little bit. Welcome into the PHNX D-Back show. We do have some breaking news to get to. But first, I just wanted to uh, settle something from the other day. Obviously, we know that the Arizona Diamondbacks kind of had a miserable loss uh, yesterday. And we're not thrilled with that. Or not yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, or yeah, it was yesterday. It was today's, yesterday. Today's the day off. Yesterday. I wanted to forget that game altogether. <laughs> Hard to when we did a watch along and we're to blame. But uh, we did find out that there was possibly somebody else at fault for the Arizona Diamondbacks loss. Uh, and yes, you could say it's Trey Turner, but we would like to say it's Trey Turner's mom. Mm. Trey Turner's mom is who we're going to blame for the Arizona Diamondbacks loss. We're still hanging it on the bullpen. Don't get me wrong. But Trey Turner's mom apparently sent him a text uh, telling him she was booing him after he struck out in the seventh inning of that final game between the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And as you may know, uh, what happened there in the bottom of the ninth uh, was quite different. But I guess I guess the, the idea there is while he didn't actually see the text message, Jesse, because yeah, he, he was, he was in the dugout, the this was... Right, his phone was probably in the clubhouse, probably in his locker. He didn't get a chance to see it. Is is the universal energy of a disappointed parent enough <laughs> to to get Trey Turner out of his slump? Because I think that's what we saw happen, right? Like, yeah, it was just out there in the universe, and he felt the energy, and it it compelled him to change himself. I mean, I think the majority of the blame still has to fall on Sean DePause. I don't think. Oh, we're it's absolutely Sean DeLoss is not getting uh, away with this one. No, for sure. It's definitely on Sean. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people you could blame. Uh, but, of course, the one that we want to blame is the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. <laughs> is, is Derek is me for, with for, my play, computer. for playing ads on his computer? Uh, you know what? I, it was actually muted first, and then I did it. But, anyway, uh, we want to blame the bullpen, of course, because the bullpen was the reason why the Diamondbacks actually lost that game. Uh, but, believe it or not, the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen has not been nearly – as bad as we want to believe that they are, right? I think a lot of it is still the feelings, the residual feelings left over from last season where we were very uh, hurt by the bullpen and and didn't know when we could trust or believe in them again. Uh, However, there are some pretty good numbers that would say that this bullpen is vastly improved from what we saw last season. Yeah, I I mean, maybe vastly is a slight uh, overstatement, maybe a little bit, but but yeah, the bullpen is better for sure. Uh, Last year, the Diamondbacks bullpen had a 4.58 ERA. This year, it's down to 4.40, which is not a... Not an enormous difference. To be fair, though, to you're, be fair. <laughs> you're just doing it through. Are you doing it through this point of the season last year? No. Oh, that's this is the, this okay. is the entire right. the entire season last year compared to the 50 games that we played so far this season. So a 4.58 ERA down to 4.40 this year. A 1.39 WHIP last year. Okay. 1.34 this year. Uh, so those numbers aren't aren't Not that great. different, right? Yeah. Uh, there are a few numbers that are different in in pretty significant ways, though. Uh, last year, the Diamondbacks bullpen had a 19.7% strikeout rate, which was the lowest in baseball. It's honestly terrible. Uh, this year, that's up to 23.2%. Uh, 
Um, last year, that was uh, they ranked 30th in the league, dead last in strikeout rate. This year, 22nd. So still not still not great. Uh, I think you'd still like to see uh, them have a little bit more swing and miss in the back end of that bullpen, but it is vastly improved from last year. The number that has changed the most, though, Derek, is uh, this quirky thing called win probability added, yeah. which I think for bullpens is actually really important um, because a scoreless inning uh, in a blowout game is not nearly as valuable as a scoreless inning in a close game. Yeah, and win probability added um, accounts for that, right? It's it's how much, you know, did such and such a reliever's performance improve um, or take away from your team's chance of winning that game. Win probability added just basically adds up those numbers over the course of a season. Last year, the D-backs were dead last at minus 7.3. Uh, which is awful. Uh, you know, I mean, that's where you get seven, eight, nine uh, wins last year that you could just directly attribute to the Diamondbacks bullpen. I think last year the league average bullpen had like plus two win probability added. The Diamondbacks were at minus seven. So that's like nine games off of the league average. Uh, this bullpen maybe didn't cost the D-backs 40 games last year as a lot of people want to make the case for. Uh, but there is a very yeah, good case. I'm one of those people that wants yeah, to make you, that case. You can't just look at the 41 bullpen losses and say that, you know, the bullpen... Uh, the D-backs should have won all 41 of those games. But, no, no, but... The, but you can make a case based on this on. number that it was maybe like maybe like 9 or 10, which which is what we talked about the whole offseason. And what we talked about specifically was those 9 or 10 making a huge difference when it came to where the bullpen ended up as far as ranking instead of being one of the, if not the worst bullpen in baseball, I think, next to the Nationals. They would have factored in more around the you know, I guess average uh, middle of the pack, probably around 20th or something with, with 30 losses. It was just that the Diamondbacks were so close, you know, and those, those 10, nine, 10 losses we talk about that were the really unnecessary runs, the ones that are really excessive. Yeah. Those are the ones that prevented them from, from making the playoffs and coming close to that uh, above 500 record. Uh, yeah. I know. mean, even if the difference is only nine or 10 wins, I mean, that turns a 74 win season into like an 83 or an 84 win season. Yeah. And then suddenly you're, Kind of right there in the mix. Uh, but yeah, this year the D-backs are at positive 0.6 win probability added, which ranks ninth in baseball. They're Let's actually go. in the in the top half of the league. So uh despite these enormous meltdowns that we've that we've had over the last few weeks, and there have been several of them, uh on the whole, the D-backs have actually uh, the bullpen has actually helped the Diamondbacks win games more than it has hurt them altogether. Absolutely, maybe well, a little bit hard to believe. But we don't somehow it's because true. we don't we don't really talk about those. Or we don't really uh, honestly when when and I think I may have said this yesterday or may have said it before the show to Jesse. We don't really focus on when the bullpen comes in and does its job. Sometimes we make jokes about it. Sometimes we say, "Wow, that was such an uneventful ninth inning from Andrew Chafin. He just came in and got three outs, and the game ended." I uh, what what. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that, right? Because this bullpen has made things exciting all year, but really it's just been probably a third of, of the performances from the bullpen that either made it exciting or turned things in, in, in the opposite direction. Uh, the, I think Lavallo is still focusing on who he can trust and who he can rely on. Uh, and I don't know if he has a good gauge of that yet. I mean, Jose Ruiz, yeah. like we've talked about, has been being used in high leverage situations so far he's had some success in those situations but not consistent enough for him to be used i think uh, the way that lavallo is using him but uh, again i think the bullpen is in my in, in my estimation i feel like the bullpen is going to get better i feel like we're going to see joe mantiply come back i think that we might get some additional pieces 
uh, maybe from the farm system. Maybe they make that decision to make uh, one of the three that doesn't end up in the starting rotation when it comes to uh, Ryan Nelson, Dre Jamison, and Tommy Henry into a bullpen arm. Who knows? But they're, uh, it's definitely an area they need to address. And if they can yeah. uh, if they can improve some of these numbers because they're still in the bottom you know, bottom 10 teams as far as a lot of these categories go for bullpen numbers, they really could be uh, a contender. And, and that's crazy because I feel like we, we've said that in, in, a, in a positive way. We've said that kind of an encouraging way, but I don't know if we've ever really felt like this Diamondbacks team could actually be a contender this season. The way things are going for them, I mean, the, the, the role players, the guys we didn't expect to be this good, they're, they're taking care of business. And it's, uh, yeah. it's been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean they're twenty nine and twenty one, Derek. Uh, and you know, even though you feel like the D backs have, you could make a pretty good case that they've left three wins just kind of out there uh, over the last couple of weeks. For sure, they. I mean, I guess if they would won all three of those games, they'd be thirty two and eighteen, which is insane. I mean, if the, like if we were actually here talking about a thirty two and eighteen Diamondbacks team, yeah. the D backs would have one of the best records in all of baseball, and they still do have one of the best records in all of baseball. Honestly, at twenty nine and twenty one. We've reached the 50-game uh, point in the season, which I always view as having some significance. You don't necessarily know exactly what every team around the league is after 50 games. There's nothing magical about, about reaching this point in the year. But it does feel like it's it's you've kind of reached a point in the season where you've played enough games where you have a decent sense of what every team around the league yeah. is going to be. Yeah. And so far, even despite some of these, these painful losses that the D-backs have had, they're sitting in a really good spot right now with 29 wins. Well, we did say we had some breaking news for you, and that was courtesy of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who were just nice enough to give us this little tidbit right before we went on air. But the probables for the series against the Red Sox have officially changed. The Arizona Diamondbacks sent out an email this morning saying that Brandon Fott will, in fact, start on Friday. On Saturday, they sent us a TBA and on Sunday, they moved Merrill Kelly from where he would have started on Sunday or on Saturday out to Sunday. Uh, so that leads us to believe that this is what we will see. Zach Davies making his return to the lineup on Saturday in between Brandon Fott and Merrill Kelly. Is this is, are the D-backs going to a six-man rotation? Is that is that what's is that what's happening right now, Derek? Because it sure looks like it. You, you that's <laughs> what you. Well, is it is it simply because you were convinced that Brandon Fott was going to be the man that they removed from the rotation? Is that the reason why you say that? Well, I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're not removing Brandon Fott from the rotation, right? At, at least not yet. So, so does that mean it could still be Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson? Um. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could be. They would have to do a little bit of gymnastics in order to get that to work. But I still have a bit of a hard time believing that the Diamondbacks will do that when it's all said and done. Uh, my guess is they're just going to give the ball to Brandon Fott on Friday and just kind of see what happens and figure it out from there. Uh, maybe they're just sort of kicking it down the road. They just don't. They don't want to make this decision. They they don't have the heart to tell any of these starting pitchers to, to go down to Reno. I don't have the heart for so. that. I couldn't. I yeah, no, absolutely not. I couldn't look Brandon fought in in that wholesome face and tell him that he has to go down. What if he teared up? I'd never forget that as long as I lived. I wouldn't be able to <laughs> sleep at night thinking about that. But uh, it does appear Zach Davies is back. And uh, who knows what the Arizona Diamondbacks do? Is it the craziest thing? To go with a six-man rotation? Yeah, this, I mean, this is interesting because it does, it, it does set up Zach Gallon to be pitching on a lot of rest, right? Yeah. Because you've got 
you've got five starters to cycle through, right? So it'd be Brandon fought Friday, Davies Saturday, Kelly Sunday. Then if if both Henry and Ryan Nelson make their start, then then you have Zach Gallon pitching after an off day and all five of those guys pitching. Two, two off days because there's an off day today and there's an off day on May 31st, day? right? Uh, is there an off day on May 31st? Here we are not knowing the Diamondback schedule. Uh, there oh, no. is not an off so day. So you, Ju- you have June 1st there. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, the Jesse problem, is, know the problem is that I don't Jesse know how many know days, days there are in the month of May. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, yeah. So Zach Gallen would line up to start on May 31st uh, when he started yesterday on May 24th. So that would be a six days rest for Zach Gallen, which is a lot of rest. I guess maybe the Diamondbacks would be uh, potentially comfortable uh, doing that. But it sort of feels like that's what they're going to do uh, because I don't really see the Diamondbacks uh, going away from Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson in their next starts. I could see them the next time around nixing one of those guys potentially. Uh, but that's I guess what, they've just decided that this time around they're going to go with with six men in the rotation. That's what this looks like. That's what Joey Hill asked. He said, can they send down Fott after his start and bring up Davies? Yeah, they can. they can insert Davies in. Brandon, Fott. but a corresponding move needs to be made in order for Davies to come back. So yeah, that like maybe Brandon fought makes his start and then maybe he gets sent down after his start. It's just weird. It's like what happens if Brandon fought gives you like six innings, of one run ball or something against the Red Sox. So you're going to be like tough luck, kid. We're sending you down See to ya. Reno so that we can bring Zach Davies up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what this looks like. And it then looks Zach Davies like... comes up and gives up seven earned runs in his first outing. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but then Brandon Fodd is just going to sit in, in Reno regardless. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation. But what it what it looks like is that the Diamondbacks are taking one turn. They're basically committing themselves to one turn through the rotation with six men, which, yes, it does have your ace starting on six days rest, which is a little weird. Uh, but I guess they're all right with that. And then they can just circle back to this the next time through the rotation. And, you know, maybe if Brandon Fott struggles, then he gets removed. Maybe there's still a possibility that Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson could be removed if they struggle in their outing. So there's a lot of different things on the table here. And I guess the D-backs just said, you know, even though Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson have looked better of late, uh, looked better than Brandon Fott, they're not ready to send Brandon Fott down at this point. So we'll just have to kind of see where this goes. I don't like like this. Seems, I don't, if I struggle, do I get removed? Is that the way that this works? It is. Yes, it is. God damn yeah. it. I don't yeah. like that pressure. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, we thank you guys. Even if, well, the, the flip side is like, even if even if you don't struggle, right, then you might get sent down anyway. That's sort of, that's that's sort of what this me. looks like. That's not fair to me at all. <laughs> Them's the rules, Derek. Oh, man. I hate, the rules. I hate sports. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we thank you guys for being here, watching our sports show about baseball, by the way. Uh, if you're right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, subscribe if you haven't done so already. We always love to see all of you. Uh, here live so make sure you sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when we go live uh leave us a thumbs up we always love that uh and right now if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe there as well leave us a review we always appreciate the feedback if you haven't done, had a chance to grab a phnx diehard membership yet you should do so now not only will you, will you get a free piece of phnx merch from the phnxlocker.com every year and 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to our members-only Discord. You get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, and all the newsletters for all of our writers on here. All the content is unlocked. You also get members-only discounts uh, with our with our partners. You get members-only discounts uh, and invites to events, members-only merchandise, and so much more. 
Mountain Mike's gives you a $50 gift certificate right out of the gate. So right there, it's worth it to sign up for a diehard membership. Do it today over at gophnx.com and become part of our family. Also, check out BetMGM as we have teamed up with them this season, and we will be using them for our lines to make all of our picks. And of course, we'll have special offers for our listeners every single week. Don't forget to log on to the app every Saturday and Wednesday to claim your bonus bet on the house. Fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. Bets expire after 72 hours, so don't wait. Bonus bets can only be used on any sports wager. So uh, make sure to do that. Free money, free bets. Always a great time at the BetMGM app. And also a great time at the BetMGM Sportsbook over at uh, State Farm Stadium, where we will be for our Knockout Nights Cornhole League on the first Friday of every month. Uh, there'll be food and beverage specials, giveaways, bet MGM prizes, and so much more. There will also be people that are way better at cornhole than me there. So show up. But Jesse and I will be there. We'll be broadcasting live from the bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium, doing this show on the first Friday of every month. If you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona peeps, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with bet MGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, it is time once again for our Major League Baseball power rankings. So let's take a look at where the top 10 teams in baseball currently uh, stack up. Uh, as you can see here, there is no change at the top for the Tampa Bay Rays, even though they got absolutely uh, demolished in their game against the Blue Jays 20 to 1 because the Rays are still a very good team. And also, uh, no aggregate scoring in baseball. It does not carry over to the next game. Uh, Jesse, Rangers here make a big leap up to number two. Uh, thoughts on that? We we have to start respecting the Texas Rangers, Derek. Yeah. We talked about them last week, too. But the closer I looked at this, the more I was like, I don't think number four is high enough. I don't think number three is high enough. Sure. Uh, I, I wasn't quite ready to call them the best team in the league because even though the Rays haven't played quite as good a baseball lately, I still think the Tampa Bay Rays are pretty clearly the best team overall in the league right now. The Rangers just did it without pieces, and now those pieces have returned, and they're even stronger than they were before. So they are definitely a force to be reckoned with in the AL. They have a run differential of plus 112 which is insanity at this point in the season. I mean, they're on pace to go like plus 350 by the end of the year, which literally is like averaging to win every game you play by more than two runs. Uh, that is that is completely unheard of. Uh, their run differential is two runs shy of the Rays. The Rays are plus 114. Uh, the Rangers are plus 112. So just insane stuff from the Texas Rangers. I still... I, I still, I mean, there, there's some part of me that's a little bit skeptical just because I don't know if Adelis Garcia is going to drive in 175 runs sure. like he's on pace to. Yeah, I don't know that Jonah Heim is like this star catcher that he appears to be. There are some guys there who are breaking out that we haven't really seen break out before. But the the just raw performance that they've put out there is absolutely spectacular and and I think deserves a lot of credit. Um I have both the Braves and the Dodgers falling one spot this week. Um, 
Uh, both of those teams after, are a little banged up right now. And, and after what the is it is it what happened to the Dodgers? Because obviously with the Dodgers pitching uh, being as limited as it is, and and them having to go to the minor league players that they've have, uh, I, I feel like even though they won the series against the Braves, they deserve to be ranked under them. The Braves are still a more complete team. And I think the Dodgers are trending in the other direction, which obviously is a great thing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, the Dodgers are just really banged up right now. Uh, not having Julio Urias or Dustin May for the time being. Obviously, Walker Bueller is going to miss most or more likely all of this season for them as well. Uh, that's a huge blow to, to that team. Their, their starting rotation depth is really being tested. Uh, they've had to turn to Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, who are two uh, young pitching, exciting pitching prospects in the Dodgers organization. Uh, so yeah, we'll just kind of have to see where that goes for them. But there's there's a lot more volatility right now with that team than there normally is. Um, do I have the do I have the Orioles too low, Derek? They're, they're 32 and 17 yeah. is number well, six. You, you and I disagreed. Like there's a lot of this that I that you and I agreed about. I had the Astros and the Orioles both a little bit higher. Um, maybe. Maybe not nestled in between That's fair. the Braves and the Dodgers. The Astros have just been playing incredibly well right now. They've been just smack like their their yeah. run differential as of late is 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 really the reason why. But I mean, a lot of times power rankings we don't want to get too crazy from one week to the next just because a team kind of broke out. I just feel like the Astros kind of turned it on and now they are the team that I expect to see of them this year. Every team in the AL East deserves to be on this list, and I'm not. I mean, there's. There, you think the, the Reds? You think the Red Sox too? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if the Blue Jays really deserve technically to be on here, but they're all just playing so well. It's hard not to have them on this list. The Yankees have been playing incredibly well. <laughs> yeah. The Orioles are just incredible. They're an incredible team, and I mean, the fact that the Rays still have such kind of a, a a lock on that division right now when the Orioles like it's it's just absurd the 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 AL East is just crazy right now it is uh yeah it's kind of interesting the Red Sox are entering this series with the D-backs having lost four in a row uh so they've actually struggled a little bit lately and uh the Blue Jays I think last week were when we did this for like 25 and 19 or something yeah. and now they're 26 two, and 25 two and eight in their last 10 games yeah um yeah, which is I still feel like the Blue Jays are are a pretty good team. Alec Manoa really has really struggled. That's been a big part of what's gone wrong for them this season. Their starting rotation hasn't been as steady as as a lot of people expected it to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we should talk about the D-backs too. The D-backs we have it at yes. number eight on the list. Yeah. Uh, I had them number ten last week. So. Uh, even even despite what happened on on Wednesday and the fact that they probably could have a better record than they do, um, that we are ranking them as the eighth best team in the league, which is which is crazy. Fifty games into the season, that they're that they're at that level. It doesn't feel like it's an overranking, though. I feel no, like they deserve no. it. They're they have the third best record in the National League. I think that the games that they've lost were heartbreaking because they were in control of those games, right? That's the reason why we're mad about it. They were against opponents that the Diamondbacks could beat. But realistically, like we said before, the Phillies were in the World Series last year. I mean, should we really be putting the Phillies in that category of like the Diamondbacks should have swept them and there shouldn't have been a question about it, right? <laughs> like Trey Turner is just not going to be that bad of a player the whole year. I, I maintain that some not of the guys who are struggling over there, I, I think – I think the Phillies will turn. I don't know if the Phillies are a playoff team, but I think the Phillies are are a pretty respectable team that will that will you know probably win more than they lose when it's all said and done. The thing about the Diamondbacks is they don't they feel like they are not afraid to make 
the moves that they need to make to get better, right? Somehow shedding themselves of Madison Bumgarner and that constant question once every five days about what, what version of Mad Bum are we going to see? Is he going to be able to go out there and be a competitive pitcher? Is he going to be able to give this team a chance to win? Yeah. Like, that was a tough decision, and it was a decision that, if I'm being honest, I never thought this team would actually make. So the fact that they did it <laughs> just really shows how committed they are to like moving beyond the mistakes that were made in the past and trying to make this team right now in, in the now be a contender, be a winner. Uh, and that's why they deserve to be in the top 10 because their record is that the games they've lost were games that they should have won and were in control of. And I mean, hopefully as the season goes on, they know who they can rely on in the bullpen and they know that they can, they can, you know, turn those games around and not, not have that happen to them as often. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how things unfold over I mean, the course of the year. Basically we're saying they should have gone almost undefeated or basically undefeated on this nine game road trip yeah. is what we're saying. I mean, and right. But, but that's sort of the case, right? Like, like they went, they went six and three on this road trip, which is, which is a good road trip, but it sort of feels like they should be eight and one because uh, two of those, two of those losses were extremely, extremely winnable games. Uh, yeah. The D backs, the one thing I will say uh, is the D-backs are, are only plus 15 from a run differential standpoint. Uh, so being 29 and 21 with a plus 15 run differential uh, feels like the D-backs are, are maybe overperforming a few games. I think their uh, Pythagorean win-loss uh, expected record thing is 26 and 24 right now. Uh, <laughs> so that says that they're overperforming yeah. by, by three games, which you can kind of see where that comes from. The D-backs are winning a lot of pretty close games, and sure. the games that they are losing, I mean... Obviously, they've they've lost a couple tough one run games in in recent weeks, but they also lost to the Pirates thirteen to three last week. Whereas they haven't really had as many blown out uh, blowout wins as they have losses. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just still I'm just still blown away at the fact that we're talking about uh, power <laughs> rankings and that it, we're having a conversation about where in the top ten to put the oh, Diamondbacks. It's it's, uh, it's a good feeling, right? It's a good. It's feeling. pretty crazy. Uh, well, I will say this: that the Diamondbacks do have um, still some tough decisions to make. And we're going to see how the Zach Davies situation plays out. But uh, it, it, in in the long term, having having too many good arms is never a, a problem. And right now, that might be the case for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But Chris Sale against Brandon Fodd is such a fascinating pitching matchup. I mean, it's like Chris Sale was a transcendent pitcher yeah. just uh, not that long ago, right? And he's had all these injuries. Uh, and then Brandon Fodd, one of the top pitching prospects in the game, but really struggling um you've been better his last couple times out so it's gonna be fun i'm excited for for the weekend seeing the red Sox in town and and in particular that friday game uh just seeing what what chris sale i've never seen chris sale pitch in person so uh i'm excited to see what that looks like well another thing that you can do is make sure to check out our friends at og's brands if you want to have even more fun watching baseball or doing anything i'm going to las vegas this weekend and of course Uh, I'm bringing very little clothes with me uh, and mostly just OGs, but you can check out OGs wherever you get your edibles at. Uh, They have a wide variety of doses, strains, and flavors, whatever you're looking for, whatever you need from micro doses uh, to sleep edition gummies to even their Happy Balance branded gummies. They even have mixed bags now of fruit and their cream. So, of course, if you've always had to decide which one you want to get, decide no more. Now you can have the best of both worlds in one bag. Uh, with their watermelon, red apple, peach fruits mixed with their blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle, 
and peaches and cream flavors. They also have their pink lemonade flavor dropping on June 21st, which can't couldn't couldn't be better for summertime. A pink lemonade edible. Uh, check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Also, Friends of Four Peaks must be 21 years or older to purchase them as well, but they have a wide variety of beers for you to check out, whether it's wherever you get your beers or at their 8th Street Pub in Tempe. You can also win some tickets for some Diamondbacks games through our Friends of Four Peaks with their Four Peaks Four Seats promotion. One lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets come with D-Bucks so you can grab some food and some wonderful Four Peaks beer for you to enjoy while watching some Diamondbacks baseball. Enter by going to four, at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. The link is in our bio. And of course... Uh, in the chat, drop us what your favorite Four Peaks beer is. We always love hearing that. Uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Again, must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. However, the chicken tendies at the 8th Street Pub are for all ages. Good for all ages. Um, if I had the same dilemma that we're about to talk about, I would be able to buy everybody chicken tendies. I would buy Jesse chicken tendies. I would buy Damon chicken tendies. The entire office would get chicken tendies on me anytime we went to the A Street Pub. And that's because there is a Drew Jones card in existence that is worth more money than what I owe on my home. And that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm okay with that. But uh, it is a one of one, meaning it is the sole edition of this card in existence. It's by Bowman Baseball. Uh, which is a tops brand of baseball cards. Uh, this card is a super fractor auto, which means it is uh, it's beautiful, it's shiny, and it has an autograph by Drew Jones on the card. I believe even when you get it, it is already sealed potentially in plastic packaging around it, like you would when you get cards graded, just because it's that rare of a protect card. Protect it with your life, right? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> protect this card. It is considered to be the rarest card of the 2023 Bowman baseball lineup. And they just so happen to have made it a Drew Jones baseball card, right? Pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I just can't imagine being Drew Jones and, and like knowing that there is a card that, is that's someone, worth, that it's someone worth more is money than you're gonna paying a million dollars for yeah. at some point when I have actually only played like 15 games as a professional. Uh, it's wild to me how card collecting works. Uh, and signing bonuses aside, you're probably going to make less than that combined for the next three years as a minor league player. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. So Significantly and that's, less. And that's just what the card <laughs> is worth out of the packaging, right? So here's what we got. This card, the value on it, just literally when you open it, is $100,000. It's a six-figure value on the card from the minute you find it. However, uh, David Adams Card World, which is a baseball memorabilia store in Buffalo, New York, they have offered a bounty on the card of a quarter of a million dollars, a cool $250,000. Should someone have found this card within 30 days of its release, it was released on April 26th. Uh, and then they had a crazier offer on top of that. Basically, they offered if you should take if you should take this deal instead of the quarter of a million dollars, they would pay you $1 million for the card should Drew Jones make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> which right there are you really having this conversation right now? i mean that is just the craziest like that is the craziest addition to a deal i've ever seen that is uh that 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 little kicker of saying if you want to go for the million dollars you have to wait until drew jones makes the hall of fame which would require the person who pulls the card to wait what 20 plus years for that kind of money um and also you you have the the gamble there right of is it worth it 
to turn down a quarter of a million dollars for the for the potential of Drew Jones reaching the Hall of Fame. Uh, again, like Jesse said, a man who has played a handful of professional baseball games so far in his career. Um, someone has, in fact, pulled the card. It was another sports memorabilia company, uh, Best of Ohio Sports Card. Uh, and according to their Instagram, they will not be pursuing the $1 million offer. However, <laughs> they are considering the $250,000 offer, which I think is very smart. Um, yeah. Like I said, the card's worth $100,000 currently, but to it, it's like it's like a scratcher. You know what I mean? Or it's like a lottery ticket or something. Like yeah. you, you open up this package, you have this card now, and you could literally, this piece of paper could turn into a quarter of a million dollars for you, which is just life-changing money for so many people, right? And I say life-changing, you know, I know it's only a quarter of a million dollars, but still. <laughs> only a quarter only of a million, a quarter million dollars. Only a quarter of a million dollars. Well, you're going <laughs> to have people now, out Derek. there. <laughs> like uh, there's a, a Charizard card, right? That's worth like oh, millions please. and millions of dollars, right? And I'm sure there's a couple of kids out there that absolutely hate themselves every single day they wake up because they sold their Charizard card for like a hundred bucks to some sports memorabilia card, you know, shop in their area. And they know what that card's worth right now. But I mean the 250 K deal, like that seems pretty, that seems pretty fair because the card you said has a current value of like 7,500,000. Yeah. Right. So like right out of the gate, it's worth a hundred thousand. And if you sell it for 250, then like you're already selling it for what it, for more than what it's currently worth. Sure. sure. Uh, Of course that, that agency is betting that Drew Jones is going to be a very good player, as a lot of people are betting on, and that uh, somehow in a decade, looking back on that, $250,000 is going to be a steal for a card that is literally a one of a kind. There's right. literally one right. of these in existence. Um, How do I know I'm going to live to see Drew Jones make the Hall of Fame? He's a young man, and I am not a young man, Jesse. <laughs> Like that right there alone is enough for me to take the 250 uh, and run. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I forget, guess forget that the, might, that might the, play into it. Forget the million dollar <laughs> offer. So like I'm with this company. Are you selling it for a quarter of a million or are you holding out to see if you could potentially get more money for it? And as a caveat, I also want you to explain where are you going to keep this piece of paper that's worth $250,000 in a drawer in your house? In a safety deposit box that some fucking bank manager has a key to? Where are you keeping this absolute treasure for however long if you decide to keep it? Uh, yeah, I, if it's me, I am absolutely taking my two hundred fifty thousand dollars and running, <laughs> uh, and and that I, I would Attaboy. put in the bank uh, so that I don't have to keep track of it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's just me personally. Uh, I'm sort of the type of person where I mean. I'm always going to just sort of take the money and run in in those kind of situations, I think. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't fault someone for holding on to it. I mean, Drew Jones is a potentially transcendent player in in this league. Uh, It's very, very early. The man has played 10 professional games and and, it's baseball and it's baseball. baseball. He's in Visalia. (laughs) He has Hillsborough, Amarillo and Reno to go through before he gets to the big leagues. He also, Derek, hit 175. With a 483 OPS in those, in those, yeah, it's it's sort of like you, you can still be a believer in Drew Jones and that he will be a successful Uh, major leaguer in the long run and still take two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, even if the card might appreciate down the road. 
Uh, I also would not want the stress, going back to your earlier question, of finding a place like yes. in my house yes. or somewhere to store yes. that thing. Uh, I feel like if, if the house caught on fire, I'd be like chasing after the Drew Jones card. I'm dying. Before I'm dying else. in that fire. <laughs> if, either I'm coming out with that card or I'm not coming out at all. That's the way that works. <laughs> I, have, I have a collector's edition of the new Legend of Zelda game, Jesse, and that alone is so rare and hard to find currently that even, even that I think someone's going to break into my how house much, and steal. How much is the collector's edition of the new Legend of Are Zelda? Are you talking anymore? about like MSRP? Sure. $130. Sure. So okay. quite a different than $250,000. It's quite a bit of different, but I still worry that someone's going to break into my house and steal my video game, Jesse. I couldn't imagine the stress of having that card in my house. But uh, Connor Mormon says, not that I think Drew Jones isn't going to be great, but you got to take the $250,000 yeah. and run. Absolutely. Nicholas says, in this world, how do you not take $250,000 right now? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and Reform Skid, unfortunately, says, I'm finally going to my first game this year. And of course... Zach Davies is pitching. Uh, I, I love, going back to this whole thing, I love that The Athletic, which is a, a very reputable... Uh, you know, a very Zach high, Buchanan. very high quality journalism. I and, love Zach. and yeah, our friend Zach Buchanan, uh, who used to be on the Diamondbacks beat, uh, was asked to write a two paragraph blurb on whether or not Drew Jones will make it to the <laughs> Hall of Fame when the man is literally just out of high school and has played uh, 10 professional games and is currently on the injured list in low A. At so, least he starts the paragraph with it's almost impossible at this point to predict whether Jones will make the Hall of Fame. That's, that's the pretty much sentence. the simple answer yeah. and pretty much all that needs to be <laughs> that's said. That would have been my paragraph. <laughs> that would have been what I turned into my editing. Right yeah, just the, just the one sentence. But he is the kind of player where he has he has all the tools, right? He has all the tools. Uh, I said the thing. <laughs> I said the thing. Uh, speaking of, Dalton Varsho apparently was pinch hit for. He's in his, trending in his right now on Twitter, Jesse. In, in he the, is trending. Uh, Dalton Varsho is trending. Blue Jays fans are are having a hard time deciding whether they whether they love Dalton Varsho and think he will turn it around and are very angry that he was pinch hit for, or oh, whether yeah. they don't think he can hit and, and just and whether and Gabby. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> um, but, but yes, going back to what I was saying, Drew Jones, uh, incredible arm, incredible ability to field. Um, his, his hit tool is maybe the thing that's in, uh, in, in the most degree of, of question right now. And people maybe aren't so comfortable knowing exactly how that will paint out in the long term, but it's still above average. Uh, even though there's some, some volatility there, the raw power is off the chart. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to, it's crazy to talk about a kid who's 18 years old possibly making the Hall of Fame, but on paper, he has all of the tools in order to to maybe get there one day. And as you know, games aren't played on paper. They're played inside of television sets. Um, right. Speaking of television sets, I did want to thank you guys for being here. Gabriel Ferreira in the chat said, just spent the last hour cleaning a flooded bathroom. How's y'all's day going? Better than yours, Gabriel. Yikes. Better than yours. Yikes. Uh, yeah, and then Michael, Michael in the chat threw up uh, Varsho's OPS, which is currently 653. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Not great. Um, we're not ready to declare a winner in that trade, but of course we all know who won that trade. Wink. Um, <laughs> if you want to win, if you want to win, though, you want to have a good team around you, you should check out foco.com because that is where you will get uh, this guy who still rocks the king snake around his shoulder, little Cattell Marte. We got Mask Cattell. He's not for sale, but uh, this guy is Cactus League. Uh, Jesse's still trying to figure out who that player is, but Foco has a wide <laughs> variety of pieces of artwork like these little guys next to us, and they are a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment collectibles and merchandise. 
Um, of course, they have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, including your Arizona sports uh, love. It's spring. It's baseball season. They got straw hats, Aloha shirts, polos, bags, everything you need to be ready for the summer and to be ready to go watch the baseball games. And of course, FOCO has honored us with some of these beautiful little guys. Uh, so you can give the, show them some love, give them some love back. Uh, FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have your back as well. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX, and you will get 10% off. Uh, and if you want some more sales, some more discounts, go to more furniture. Uh, tell them Jesse sent you. They'll take you directly to the Chase Lounge section. No no questions <laughs> asked. They'll be like, say less, fam. Chase Lounges are over here. Uh, but you can check out all the other stuff they have there, too. You don't have to just get a Chase Lounge. Tables, uh, couches, beds, furniture, whatever you need over at morefurniture.com. Uh, go check out their, their showroom and they will bring the stuff directly to you with their white glove delivery service. Just like we received here at our office. Don't lift a finger, let them help you out. And of course they, they know, they know how to pivot that couch and get it in the door the right way. So, uh, shout out to them for furnishing, furnishing our studios. And of course, thanks to them for always having chase lounges in stock for Jesse. Uh, you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. I can't fit them in my place at this point, get but I at least I like I like to go over there and just look at them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sit, sit on them, lay on them. Jesse gets thrown dream. out of more furniture quite a bit. I do. I do. Out for too long. It gets weird. Yeah. They have to come tell them, like, dude, you need to buy something or you need to keep moving. But um, they, they they won't judge you that way. They just, they're just sick of him seeing being in there <laughs> every day when we finish doing this show. Can I, can I say one more thing about the starter situation? I would love it if you did. So uh, one interesting possibility that I think we should we should at least mention is – Instead of going to a six-man rotation, which is sort of what this looks like, the D-backs could opt to use, uh, say, Tommy Henry on back of one of the other starters. Uh, so you could have an interesting thing where you have, like, I don't know, Zach Davies goes uh, four innings or whatever in, in his first start back, and then maybe you have a guy like Tommy Henry pitch on back of him and, and go a couple of innings after that. Almost like a bullpen start in a way. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Not quite. But having not quite like, a starter, but something like that. Yeah, there there's some value in having like a lefty who pitches on back of, of a righty. So Tommy Henry sort of makes sense for for that role. Um, just just a possibility. Uh, that would be something the D-backs could do in order to avoid the six-man rotation. It would move everyone up a day so that they're uh, on, on a little bit more normal rest. So that's at least something that, that we should be looking out for. But the D-backs have only announced starters. Uh, like we said earlier, through uh, the end of the weekend, through Sunday. So we don't know what, what their plan is for Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson at this point, but uh, we'll talk with Tori Lovello uh, tomorrow before the game and see if we can get some more info on this. Uh, and yeah, the Diamondbacks are going to be back here at Chase Field. Jesse will be out there covering. Ten it. days in a row, ten Derek. Days, ten days you know, in ten a row. Ten beautiful days in a row. Uh, Monday, uh, I will actually be back, and we are going to switch things up a little for you guys next week. Uh, since they're playing on Monday in the afternoon when we would normally be doing our show, we're going to do a post-game show on Monday, so make sure to join us for that. Uh, I will be coming fresh off of uh, four days drinking in Las Vegas, so let's see if I make it. <laughs> 
and let's see how sunburned <laughs> I am and how dry my skin is. But wear sunscreen, Derek. It's I don't simple. do that, Jesse. That's this is a preventable is... problem. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I refuse to. I refuse to be an adult in any way. Take care of myself in Las Vegas. Um, but I will say that very excited to see what this Diamondbacks uh, pitching staff can do against the Boston Red Sox. And of course, good time to be playing them because, like Jesse said, they've kind of limped in here a little bit. Diamondbacks should still be a little angry. There, there should still be a little fire burning in them from that loss. And hopefully we see them take it out on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, and then four games against the Colorado Rockies after that. So uh, things keep rolling around here. We will got we got you covered, so keep it locked right here to PHNX for all your D-backs news. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our producer is at Damon Dog with a D-A-W-G at the end. And a little woo uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, that's all we got, guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful day off. Diamondbacks play baseball tomorrow. Don't know what we're going to do with ourselves, but we'll figure something out around here. Uh, on behalf of this crew, we appreciate your time. We thank you so much. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you go to a six-man rotation. Let's do it, Jesse. <laughs>